a little, 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 little bit closer with Gina and Carolina. And welcome back to A Little Bit Closer with Gina and Carolina. It's been a long time. It honestly feels like years. I'm not even joking. Centuries, decades. Like, what happened to us? It's so hard to explain how this year can simultaneously feel like so that it's gone so fast because so much has happened and the year's not even halfway over yet, but also so slow because like we've what, been in quarantine. Yeah. What the hell is going on? Like what have you really it? accomplished? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so hard to say like, because we both like had this time away from each other and I feel like I was just putting all my feelings on you. <laughs> I mean, but that's what I'm here for. <laughs> just put, put it on me. <laughs> And I feel like Matt wasn't ready for all of my feelings. (laughs) You know what? I think this year really forces people and not just like one particular, like it's weird that everybody's in the same boat that this year has just forced people to come face to face with a lot of issues and relationships. Yeah. Issues in general. Within themselves. Because it's a lot of time, like for someone like me, it's a lot of time by yourself or it's Mm -hmm. a lot of time for parents to be with their children or with their spouse and deal with those types of issues. So this is definitely one for the history books, I would say. Yeah. And I would like to apologize because of course we love to do the show weekly, but we had to like do safety first and just kind of take a step back. And reevaluate. And like when you want to really create something that's truly authentic, sometimes it's better to just take a step back and take a break and then come back. And we wanted with more to say, (laughs) you know, and I have a lot to say. That's for sure. I mean, I always have a lot to say, but (laughs) I am like on sensory overload. Yeah, quite frankly. Um, but yeah, for those of us, you who maybe are joining us for the first time, hi, I'm Gina. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Carolina. Welcome. Um, We're here to get a little bit closer. We talk about all of the issues, all of the things. I'm a mother of three, married for almost a decade at this point. Is boy. it really that long? Yep. Um, and Miss Gina Marie is my beautiful, wonderful, single friend, mm-hmm. right? And she's this wonderful career woman, and she just does all the... Th- <laughs> she's a mess, but she's doing her best. No! <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Anyways, so all this to say, I feel like we are truly are like the yin and yang of podcasting hosts, right? Because yeah. You have such a strong, like, identity, and then I feel like I also have... And I think... We're an interesting pair because I feel like a lot of podcasts you have like, oh, we're moms and we're doing this together. Or, oh, like we're single girls and we're going to talk about dating. But with us, you get both delicious sides of the... We're like tapas. A little this, a little that. We just want to give you everything. (laughs) And who doesn't want it all? (laughs) Yeah. So... What do you think, uh, productivity-wise, that you've gained from this quarantine? Okay, so, so I've gained a few pounds and the ability to make a sick steak. <laughs> I will say my productivity level at the beginning of this was a lot stronger than it is now. Yeah. I feel like when I was stuck in the house alone, I was like, I'm going to make 
the most of this time. Like I never have this much time to myself. So I'm reading more. I'm taking Italian lessons online. I'm like, how's your Italian going? I literally have not done it in like two months now. But now you're, well, we'll circle back. Yeah. Keep going. (laughs) I'm Um, sorry, baby. (laughs) What else? Oh, like I'm going to, well, I, I still am doing work around the house, but I was hardcore full force doing work around the house and taking Teddy for like multiple walks a day and, oh, I'm staying away from like TV and it's just, everything just has Now, for those who don't know, because obviously I know. Recently, you transitioned back to going into the office. Yes. So, were you comfortable with that? Um, as to, far as your own safety and as far I as like personally, didn't feel any type of like real safety issue. Only yeah. because I live alone, so it's kind of like I go into the office and I come home and I'm by myself. If I if my dad was still home. There, because for those who don't know, my dad passed away earlier this year because this has been yeah. a real banner year. Um, if if my dad yeah. was still around, I probably wouldn't feel comfortable going to the office um, and, you know, being around him and seeing him. And I only asked you because, one, I'm obviously still home with the kids, but I'm also getting a lot of surveys from my district to make the decision of, like, so the parents are making that decision? We weigh in on what we all want to do. So kind of right now, the outline looks like if everyone agrees that the kids aren't going to take the bus and you can bring them all to school, then we could do like A days and B days and half days. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but if the same teachers if, are there every day or they're not, the teachers would alternate also. The teachers don't alternate, but it's about like having like a limited amount of people and getting kids on and off the bus like so instead of having 60 kids on the bus you know what I mean right but if the same teacher is going to be around all those kids anyway aren't they all kind of do you know what I'm trying to say yeah I know what you're trying to say but everything's supposed to be like everyone wears a mask all day everyone is those little kids are going to wear a mask all day this is the thought this is (laughs) I mean I don't even have a kid and I'm like that little Yes. Jack is going to wear a mask all day? No. I, uh. John, like, can tell you 100% Jack is not going to wear a mask all day. No. I mean. I can picture what he's going to tell the teacher if the teacher tells him, put your mask back on. No. I can't even take him to Abby tried out for um, travel soccer the other day. And for the two seconds walking up to the field, I was like, just put on, just put on a mask. You make them wear masks outside? Like, if you guys go for a walk, do you make them wear masks? No, but if I'm going to a public field where I know I'm going to pass other okay, people... Okay, fair. Got it. I will have... I, I'm not, no, no, I'm no, not I'm crapping saying, on people doing it. I was just asking the question. Yeah, no. If we're outside of our house, yeah. just walking around Because I'm just interested in where people stand on that. And also, the field that we were going to has um, multiple fields. So, there's also, like, field hockey girls, lacrosse girls. Right. There's football guys there and everyone's wa- using the same walkway right. so it's not necessarily just that one practice going on so all this to say <laughs> I wanted your feelings on it because I feel like I have like I said to circle back so many feelings <laughs> so do you want the kids to go back to school I feel like I'm not I'm not a trained teacher if I was really mentally prepared to be a teacher I probably should have went to school like a long time ago and you know like can I do it no I can't and that's why I didn't 
go to school for that. So yeah. I feel like definitely my Do you feel comfortable with them going back? Lose out on not going back. Um, as far as what I think we should do, like Matthew's so very conservative considering the fact that he's been in the like the medical Yeah industry for a little bit so I don't even know how comfortable I feel with sending them back you know yeah I I really don't have I don't have an opinion on that only because I feel like I'm not a parent and I'm not a teacher so I don't really have any skin in the game on that I know most people I know are not back in their office especially I mean it's different because we're on Long Island and most of most places like offices in this city are closed for the next like at least year or whatever yeah um maybe like maybe not until January but I think we're gonna see a whole different um layout for work because people I think people are seeing that you can still be productive while not being in an office and those you know, these companies pay a lot of money to rent space in city offices that maybe isn't necessarily necessary anymore. Um, and people are realizing that. So I think we are potentially in a place where, you know, work dynamics are going to change completely. And a lot of companies aren't going to want to shell out that money to, for renting office space if it's not necessary. Um, but how good is that for people too, to not have any type of like, like we're already in a culture where people sit and stare at a computer, stare at their phone all day, every day. And now you're taking away another form of like, I know me personally, I miss the structure of like going to the gym, getting the kids up, driving them to school, you know, like talking to the moms briefly, like on the way back to the car, like I miss my own social, like, little, like, two-second, you know what I mean? So I can't imagine yeah. for the kids what it must be like that. Yeah. I think it, it depends, too. Are you, are you an introvert? Are you an extrovert? I have, I trick people because I have a very, like, extroverted personality. Mm-hmm. But I'm very, like, content with being by myself. I am... I get a lot of anxiety having to go out in public a lot of the time. So I am more of an introverted person. I'm just very good at covering it up. Um, But you do thrive off of, like, for me, it's the structure of the day. Like, I like for my day to be carved out for me. Like, you have to be here by this time. You have to do this. You know what I mean? Like, what, what I'll say is I think that for someone like me that it's hard enough to for me to have the motivation to go out and be social. Yeah. And this like set me back a lot because I got so comfortable in being by myself that it was like shell shocking to have to like go back around people again. Yeah. And like, so how has like going out to dates and doing stuff like that? Like even I will say, even when I took Abby to her tryout, I called another mom and I was that I know her mm-hmm. son does travel. And I'm like, this is a really stupid question, but do I wear a mask up to the field? Like, what do I yeah. do? Because it's like, I, I haven't been around other people, really. Like, other no, than the supermarket yeah. where obviously, or like a drive-thru where obviously I'm going to put on a mask to be respectful to the other person, the necessary like worker, essential right. worker. But it's like, 
I was like, what's the protocol for it, outdoor it is sports, weird you know? Because, so I, when restaurants opened back up here, I did, um, I went out to dinner with my cousin and then I did go out on like a date out to dinner and it's awkward because me and this person I went on the date with, we hadn't seen each other for like four months or something like that. And we'd only like met up two times before. So I'm like, oh, if I have to wear a mask, will this person like recognize me? Yeah. It's not someone that like me or you would be like, oh, I know you immediately know you that so it's long, you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I kind of like called him from, you know, when I, when I pulled up and I was like, are we supposed to wear a mask to like walk up to the right? It's just like awkward because you don't know where other people stand. You don't want to yeah. make other people feel uncomfortable. Um, it's definitely a strange time and you don't want to make the workers feel uncomfortable or feel disrespected. Exactly. Especially like essential workers. May I just say, thank you so freaking much. I cannot thank you enough. Like, I mean, you're technically essential, no? Yeah. Technically our business is an essential business because we're supplying. Oh my God. You're so welcome. I mean, I did get to work from home for a good amount of time though. So there were people that had to work in my office, like throughout the whole thing. During the scary time where like those grocery workers and the, I cannot thank you guys enough. Like that's like, and it's such a thankless job. You know what I mean? Like nobody, like before this, nobody ever sat around and was like, wow, like being a grocery store worker is like, we should thank them. That's a really difficult job. Like, or I would go to the grocery store and I would see like a 16 year old girl, 17 year old girl. And I'd be like, your parents, like you do this, (laughs) get in my car. Let's go. You can't be here. Yeah. (laughs) Or no, for me, it was seeing like older people working in in the grocery stores. There was one woman who, um, you know, she was checking me out. This was like early on in the quarantine. So like my dad had just recently passed away and I heard her talking to the the man in front of me online. And she was saying, you know, that her husband works for the MTA and they were cu- cutting back on hours. And I said, Oh my God, oh my, my dad God. works for the MTA. Um, and you know, she was telling me like where he worked and she goes, yeah, you know, if he if he has to cut back on hours, like, I'm just going to have to pick up extra hours here. And I was just like, what, like, a weird Ugh. time. You know what I yeah. mean? Just strange, yeah. to say the least. But other than that, what, what other, what do you feel like you've accomplished? Because I rambled on about, like, the little things that I did, but. Uh, we've done a lot of stuff around the house. We've got this pool up and running, which is nice because obviously I have to do something with these children. Yeah. <laughs> Being stuck in the house is horrible. I need like a kiddie pool or something at least to like lay my body. <laughs> Highly recommend. Highly recommend a kiddie pool. I got an exercise bike. Uh, Peloton is doing the thing where they give you like six months for free. Oh, get out of to, here. Like, stream. Once I have, like, a room upstairs that I could, like, put a Peloton, that'll be great. Or even you could just do, like, their yoga or they have, like, a lot of, like, classes for weights and stuff like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, So, home workouts has been nice. Walks have been nice. I feel like we stay close with the neighbors. So, even just doing, like, social distancing, like, get-togethers have been good, like, you stand outside, I'll stand outside, we'll stand outside together. <laughs> right. You know? Um, but as far as, like, productivity-wise, 
I've been kind of like resolute and just like riding this out. Like, <laughs> I know. But I feel like it's also like my situation. I have three kids, so yeah, like, but I kept I the kids alive. Yay, me! <laughs> but also, I think it's been going on for so long that in the beginning, it was like, oh, I'm, I was banging out like one task after another, and yeah. then I like ran out of tasks and I ran out of motivation. And I swear for the past, like, this is so pathetic, but I, I, I just got so fed up with everything. Like, I'm like, I don't want to keep picking up these little hobbies anymore. For the past, like, month, I, I don't know if you'll remember this show. Do you remember Passions? It was like yes. a soap opera. I Love start, Passions. Okay, so I, I could talk about Passions for fucking days. All right, maybe we should do, like, a recap and just watch them all. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would love this. <laughs> okay, so I've been re-watching it on YouTube, like, from the beginning. They have the whole series. I don't know who had the time to upload that whole thing. <laughs> But that has been, like, my life because I'm, like, you know what? I'm just – I don't want to read anymore, and I don't yeah. want to, like, paint anything else. <laughs> I just need, like, a mental break because I'm about to have a mental breakdown, so I'm just <laughs> taking a mental break. I'm, I'm telling you, it's just – I needed, like, a little escapism. Yeah. I was, like, hardcore into, like, okay, like, let me – get things done in the real world, in real time. I mean, not the real world, meaning, like, you know around I mean. the house. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, for my mental... And now, like, my mental health is just, like, you know, it's watching Gwen and Teresa fight over Ethan. And I'm okay with that. Ethan! I can't. It just... I just got to the second Ethan. Like, you know how... Soap operas are switch. so weird that yeah. they just, like, replace people and, like, don't even tell you, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that person doesn't play that role anymore. Here's this new guy. Which is... Well... I got sick of my face as well. I got so sick of my face that I decided to go get some Botox. <laughs> I'm so, jealous. I am the new Ethan right now. <laughs> you look amazing. You could be the new Gwen. I mean, they switched her up a couple of times too. Uh, or Fancy. Oh my God, it's Fancy. I didn't get to yet. Fancy yet. Oh, what a good... You know I what? am Fancy. <laughs> Listen to me. That, it, like, just for a moment, that is a show so ahead of its time. Yeah. Like, it couldn't... Si- couldn't succeed for as long back then because, like, people could not understand it, I feel like. It was too progressive. It, like, really was. But, like, also a lot of, like, stereotypical and, like, racial jokes on that show. Oh, goodness. I didn't even know. You wouldn't have even realized it, but I'm like, this show would, like, also have never survived today either. It just would have never, like, existed because, wow. Because you remember the Lopez Fitzgeralds, like... Oh. Um... Or like the Spanish family and like she was in love with like the rich white boy and like the father or not father, whatever, Julian. Like he always just like was making these snide ass comments about everyone. Julian was very problematic. And then they end up having a baby together, no? Well, don't give it away. Maybe somebody's going to watch all thousand episodes (laughs) after they're going to hear this and be like, wow, show sounds interesting. Let me go look it up. Well, I guess I'm problematic too. Okay, but really... I think I realized about myself, this is so sidetracked, but okay. So like when I was younger, I used to really want to watch like Dawson's Creek or 90210. And my mom would say, no, you can't watch that. Like you're too young for that. You can't watch it. Yeah. However, when I would leave for school in the morning, my mom would be like, you remembered to record passions for us today. (gasps) Right. So the irony. Okay. Hypocritical. But also I realized what my problem is, is because I used to be filled with all these, like, problematic, like, fantasies of, like, what romance is. Like, this, like... Well, like, it's like Disney also, like, yes. instills 
But like the opposite, because instead of like a prince, like Teresa's chasing around this rich man, like, please love me. And I'm like, oh my God, this is where I learned to be like this. I am Teresa. Like Teresa was the original, like manifest that bitch girl that like was like, that man doesn't even know who I am, but I'm, he's going to be my husband. I'm going to get him to fall in love with me and marry me. And like, she actually does get it to happen. So as like an 11 year old, I was probably like, oh, so you just chase a man until he loves you. That's how it works. Right. And I'm, I like want to call my mom and be like, mom, I know what's wrong with me and it's your fault. You should just (laughs) let me fucking watch Dawson's Creek like a normal 12 year old girl. Like what's wrong with you? Well, even with, um, the Jessica Simpson book, when she talks about like her weight issue and whatever, and like how everyone made her feel fat meanwhile, she was like a size four. Yeah. That also like played a big role in our like. Yeah, self-awareness and it's at that time. so weird because I remember if anybody like nobody probably knows what we're talking about but the part of the book she's talking about was those were there was like an infamous picture of her like right after her and Nick's With divorce yeah. yeah where she was wearing the mom jeans and she performed and they got like a couple of bad angles of her and everybody was like oh my god look at all the weight that she gained and they yeah. posted these pictures and I remember being younger and being like oh yeah she's a big girl and now as an adult looking You're at those like, same pictures I'm like she was a normal sized person and I should have been ashamed of myself that like that's what I thought but that's yeah. what was driven into your head at that age so you know be kind to young minds they yes. could grow up and be like me and at least now <laughs> it's like for all the hate, at least now we have the Kardashians where <laughs> big booties and shapely bodies are like... But they're unrealistic because their waist is like the size of like your water bottle. Well, but we're getting closer to being like a normal Okay, size boo, woman. if you say so. <laughs> if you say so. So speaking of um, plastic surgery, <laughs> do you are you ready to go back and work on some people's faces? Um, oh, okay. Well, are you allowed to go back and start sticking needles in people's faces? (laughs) Well, I wasn't, I'm not licensed to actually put anything. Not, not Botox, but but I mean, micro needling, like whatever. I would love to go back to work. I, when I went to go get my Botox done, I was just so like, is it that your place isn't opening yet? Well, technically my spa is in a gym so we are the spa is like somewhat open but not really not and I'm not allowed to do facial so really can't nobody's allowed to do facial how come you're allowed to have needles stick stuck in your face but you can't get a facial they're allowing massages now aren't they yeah it has to do with you being like that close to someone's face but you're allowed to get eyelash extensions yeah Sounds stupid. Okay, whatever. None of this makes sense to me. No, really. And I've been saying this from the beginning because I wanted someone to explain to me. Let me clear my throat. (laughs) Why, like, let's say Target, Walmart, all these big box stores were staying open, but, like, small businesses in my lovely town of Babylon Village that, like, don't have more than, like, two or three people in there at a time could not stay open. Yeah. And I was in Target during the peak of this whole thing, like, you know, to get groceries and be a responsible adult. Yeah. But, like, there was no, like, line cut off type situation. There was really? A, there was a ton of people in my Target. And I'm oh. not going to say what Target it was because I'm not trying to get nobody yeah, in trouble. Yeah, the one by me was very, like, I'm not a by snitch. the book. I, 
I am not a snitch. I repeat, I am not a snitch. But if you know where I'm from, you know what Target it was. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I feel like uh, there are so many very specific rules to this. Unfortunately, where I am, I'm not allowed to go back yet. And I just had such bad FOMO that now I realized where I want to be. And I definitely want to work for a plastic surgeon and do all of the things. <laughs> all right. So do you have to go back to school for that? No. I just got to get hired by a plastic surgeon. <laughs> Dope. Sounds cool. <laughs> I'm certified to do everything basically that you have to do there. So we love a lofty goal. Just have to get hired. <laughs> I just have to get hired. I just have to be, you know, ambitious enough. Anyways. I believe in you. Thank you. I'm glad that you believe in me. And I believe in me too. And you know why? Why? Because I got a big ego. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Don't say that. Say, I got a lot of confidence. And ego is not necessarily a bad thing. It's not necessarily a good thing. Well. We're going to be on two separate sides of this. I can say, God, you, you go first. All right. An ego can give you resilience. It's a developmental, like, milestone that every single person every person has an ego to a certain extent and it's also like i think it's really a good thing to understand when you're in a conversation with another person if you feel triggered that's you realizing where your ego lies and like what to what bothers you and what's going on internally like why does that bother me but the ego but the ego isn't the good part of it it's the person being able to recognize that what well being malleable is like the important key part to that second half as far as like growing and learning but i feel like the ego is that first like okay if you are telling me something about me and i know i feel like a ping to myself like i'm like oh i feel like i just got punched in the gut i know it's because you triggered my ego right you know what i mean like you could be like oh like say something about something but if you say something about my parenting then i'll be like oh why am i so offended i'm offended because of your ego right my ego and parenting because i feel like i try to be a good mom and like that's where i hold myself you know what i mean i think i always look at ego from like being obviously in like the business world and like working in an office i always look at When I think of ego, look at it from like a business perspective. So I see it a lot displayed in like people using it in like a controlling approach to things or like the person being very like sensitive to any type of like direction or criticism. Like like to me, when you have an ego about something, you're like being thin skinned about it. Like you don't want to like accept any type of critique or criticism. Even construction can... Right, right. Like to me, an ego, like your ego is like equated to like an insecurity. So, and everybody has it. Everybody has something that they're going to be triggered by um, or like, you know, feel a personal attack to, whether it's like your work or your parenting or whatever it is, whatever is personal to you. But to me, you can have... It's more about your, re- like, reaction. Like, you have to... Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I think there's a difference between, you know, when confidence you know. and an ego. So, like, 
Go ahead. What were you saying? When do you know to check your ego? Right. What do you feel like is? I definitely have a hard time with criticism for sure. Like I know, like I have a hard time with, but I think also if I may say, I know you, and because I know you for so long, you are such a hard worker, and I feel like you come from such a genuine place, and you try to do your best, and you try to be as perfect as possible, mm-hmm, yeah. so it's not necessarily that maybe you have, like, a problem with it, if you're just like, what do you mean I messed mm-hmm. this up? Like, I did, like, I gave you 110%, But you know? I even <laughs> think in, like, personal relationships, like, I noticed in relationships, I for sure, like, my ego is a problem, because if somebody, like says, oh, you did this and it hurt my feelings or whatever. I, like, I'm the type of person I would never, ever, ever do anything to hurt anyone. So for sure, when somebody says I did something that, like, upset them or hurt them, like, my ego gets triggered because I'm like, I'm not that type of person. I would never do that. I would never do anything to hurt anybody. And it's like, check your ego because maybe you didn't mean to do that, but you did it. Like, you could do things and it not be purposeful. Like, yeah. Or that, like, saying in couples therapy, they always say, like, um, well, I'm telling myself the story that, like, this. The story in my head is going like this. Right. So you're, like, I'm not putting it on you. You're but right. it's, like, something My that, interpretation. Yes. Right. Which I feel like is a good way to kind of, like, internalize that yeah. stuff. I think even at work, I have a hard time, like, like my... My problem, my ego, I think, is, like, um, handing work off, like, delegating work to other people. Like, I definitely have an attitude at work of, like, I can just do this myself and get it done right the first time and how I like it the first time. And it'll get done quicker, more efficiently, and, like, I'll get it done the way I like it. And, like, that's a big fucking ego because, like, other people can do a job and do it as well as you or better than you. Like, you need to put your ego on the side to be able to learn other skills and attributes that you can grow from from other people you can't learn if you just take everything on yourself and only do it your way so I think that's something I struggle with like that's why I'm saying I'm not saying an ego is a terrible thing and you shouldn't have it and it just has to be coupled with recognizing it humility to be able to Mm -hmm. say like the one place I honestly don't have an ego is work and I think that's also because I came in as a dental assistant, I was not a trained dental assistant. I started from the ground up, you know, and then transitioning at, I don't think I got my esthetician license until I was almost 30 years old. So I've only had it for like two years. So I came into the esthetician space being like, tell me what you know, because I want to know too. Right. And I feel like when you come from a place of like, you could tell me, I'm going to read and I'm going to try and I'm going to do and Mm -hmm. like, let's. I'm going to figure it out. And every single time I go to a peer who has more knowledge or is more experienced, like, I'm only gaining more. Like, I'm not losing. It doesn't hurt me to ask someone, you know? Yeah, I think there's that thing. Like, attitude is everything. Yeah. So you can recognize, you know, you have more to learn. And then also if you, like, in my position, it's like, you can admit something like, okay, I know I have an ego in this particular area, but like, as long as you're being honest and sharing, not just the good parts of something, like anything else in life, like share your struggle as well as your wins. So 
just, you know, you being grateful for your situation and being able to have the humility to like ask questions and, you know, be assertive and confident, but that's not ego, what, you know, you have there. Yeah. And it's good to have a healthy balance because I think a lot of your ego is where you hold your self-confidence, your pride, your self-esteem. It's just a matter of finding the right balance of when to like let that ego go a little bit and be able to be more open. Well, you can't let your ego turn into like full-on narcissism. Yeah, (laughs) that's when it gets ugly. Yeah, like I'm not willing to learn anything from you, hear anything from you. And everybody knows those people. Like I know better than everyone. I have nothing to learn from you. I have nothing to gain from you. And And honestly, when I meet those people, I feel bad for them because I'm like, even after whatever, I was a dental assistant for nine years, there would still be times where another DA would come into the office and I would say, and she would do something differently and I would be like, wow, that makes more sense. You're right. I should do it like that. Right. It, it doesn't hurt anything. It's not, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, just because you've been there doing something longer doesn't necessarily mean that you know the right way to do it, you know? Right. Or the most efficient way to do it. And I'm sure, especially you being involved with social media, I'm sure that there's other people on your team that do yeah. things differently or work well, differently. And you're like, oh, okay, that's different. That's interesting. And yeah, like, and it's interesting you mentioned that because um, we just had a company that we outsourced for a certain job that me and one of my other coworkers, we usually do it in-house, but we try to like outsource freelance, you know, for a different perspective on something. Yeah. And obviously we know what works best with like our audience and these people like presented their work and I said, you know what? Uh, we're not like really happy with it. Yeah. And this team of people had the biggest egos, like did not want to be like hear that we didn't like their work, didn't want to hear that we weren't like happy with their performance. Um, and just kind of got really combative about it. And I said, like, look, this is like business. It's nothing against you. But I've worked with this company for seven years. I know my audience very well. I'm passionate about this. And like, I don't appreciate you being combative with me when I'm, I'm the client and I'm telling you, like, I'm not happy with your work. And I think that's the type of ego that like could kill you in business to just, yeah, yeah, like not take constructive criticism and say like, to me, the correct answer would be like, okay, well, I really want to work with you and I want you to be happy. So can I present you with a few different examples that maybe you would like better or Or what can I I do to make you happy? Right. To pivot the situation. Exactly. Yeah. So Yeah especially working in a creative environment, you see like there's a lot of ego because a lot of people just want to believe they yeah. are the, the wittiest, the smartest, the most well, I will stand say, out people. Do you remember like the first, because we both went to school for journalism essentially. Yes. Do you remember your first like journalism assignment that got edited Sis, I don't even remember what, like, you know me. I have no memory, but go ahead. Tell, <laughs> tell me about your first ever assignment. I got so, so we would go round robin across the room and like people would, you would go line by line 
and everyone would get like your essay in front of them and you would all edit it together. So you I would, work on I probably skills. block that memory out. Cause that sounds horrifying. It's tra- it was so traumatic and it's like, so like, but honestly, I feel like for my ego, it was good because I feel like the one thing I have is my writing. <laughs> yeah. And like, girlfriend had to hear it all. <laughs> like, oh, I would move this here. I would move that there. This sentence is like garbage. Or, yeah. <laughs> like, what kind of sentence is this? You put this at the end, put this in the beginning. Like, and then, like, you walk out and you're like, just hunchbacked. Yeah. Like, like, and it's all anonymous, but you know. <laughs> yeah. I knew that was me. Yeah. <laughs> No, I probably blocked out that memory because that sounds like something I probably couldn't handle. The so. trauma. The trauma of it all. It's, it was very humbling. Anyway, so how do you feel about, like, there's been, when you get, like, six new followers and then you follow them back and then, like, all of a sudden they, like, two, three weeks later they, like, unfollow you. So they were just, like, trying to get the follow and then... I know the people that do that and I never follow them back. It's so strange? I, I know, the minute they follow me, I'm like, oh, they're just following me for a follow. For a follow. I don't even follow yeah. those people. I don't even give them the satisfaction. But I feel like a lot of those people are also the type of people that would buy a bunch of bots to follow them. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just to say that they have X amount of followers and stuff like that. Like, I feel like nowadays, there's so much ego in this, like, online persona of... Oh, yeah. Which I know we've talked about this a bunch of times. Yeah. If you're new to the game, but if I'm you're new so- to the show. <laughs> yeah. We love to talk about social media. <laughs> I feel like an interesting app for that is TikTok. Because I, that is one hobby I picked up during quarantine was TikTok. Yeah. And that is an app that, okay, so since I went back to work, I'm not as active on it anymore. But like I was putting up like a few videos for a while and it's different than Instagram that like people can stumble upon you randomly and and on there it's more about like your hashtags no like that's the uh, algorithm how people are finding you I think they base it more on like let's say you for example you are like if if a lot of mom content is coming across your algorithm and that's what you're liking you're gonna get more of that okay so they categorize you essentially um, to what, you know, they think you'd be interested in. Like if like I've gotten stuck in some weird places on TikTok because oh I gosh. like like I've gotten stuck in like prison TikTok. Have you, <laughs> like people. There's make, a prison TikTok. There's people in prison that. How do they get a phone? That's what's so amazing about it. So I had to like the videos because I had to see more. And now they like prison TikTok always comes up on my algorithm or like conspiracy theory TikTok. You know, I like live there. Yes. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. But anyway, uh, what I was trying to say was uh, TikTok is a really interesting thing for your ego because I feel like Instagram, it's not as easy for people to just randomly find you yeah in the same way if you have like a really like funny or engaging whatever tiktok come up across someone's you know on that like for you page it doesn't matter 
the person seeing your video doesn't know how many followers you have or anything like that at face value. They're just going off that one video that they see. And it is a lot of like instant gratification that you don't necessarily get from Instagram where it's like only people that know you finding you. And I'm not going to lie. I like really got like off on the high of like having random people finding my TikToks. It was like... (laughs) I had like one TikTok at 30,000 views and I was like, oh my God, I'm off to LA. I'm going. <laughs> Book me a one-way ticket. ticket. <laughs> Honey, I've made it. But yeah. So anyway, I don't even know what we're talking about. I just was having fantasies about my TikTok fame that never came to fruition because I had to go back to the office. <laughs> well, wait, your ego. <laughs> oh yeah, my ego. There it goes. <laughs> See how it could be dangerous? I was willing to risk <laughs> it all. Slippery slope. <laughs> yeah. I was willing to risk it all for the TikTok fame. <laughs> That's really funny. I do enjoy TikTok. Um, so share your TikTok so you can get even more TikTok views. And we could just grow that ego a little I bit. I know, but big. I haven't made something in so long. But it's the same thing as everything else for me. It's Gina Marie Rose XO. There's a lot of Gina Marie's on TikTok. Because I feel like sometimes... Maybe I'll you've just, liked my stuff and now all you're getting is other Gina's in your algorithm. I think so. Because I'll put in Gina Marie and like a bunch of Gina Marie's come up and I'm like, this is not the right Gina. <laughs> this is not the OG. How dare you. <laughs> I know. I need My parents couldn't have come up with like a more original name. I like your name. At least you got a middle name. I didn't even, I don't, I don't even have a middle name. We can, can give you, you one. You think so? Would it help your ego if we gave you a middle name? It might. I mean, it wouldn't hurt my health, my self-esteem. <laughs> Carolina. That's the other thing about quarantine. I feel like quarantine has, like, killed my self-esteem. Like, Really? It's just so, like, daunting to be, like, a mom and to be, like... I think just like, daunting to be stuck in the house. Like, who, like, I don't know how to do my makeup anymore. I don't know how to dress yeah. anymore. I haven't gone shopping for new clothes in a really yeah, long but you time. Know what? You go to work... And, like, you do a good job. And uh, you, don't, you haven't seen me going to work lately. <laughs> <laughs> you do a good job, and, like, you a boss that's like, you did a good job. Look at this lady. Or you have, like, coworkers that are like, look at this. You look amazing. What's going on? I wake up, and, like, the baby's like, ah, give me a bottle. Mm, <laughs> bitch. I mean? like, yeah. Everyone's like, just do better, Mom. What are you doing? You're <laughs> you know? not doing enough. Yeah. Do more. And now with the school thing, people are like, do more. Dude. You're not doing enough. You don't have enough on your plate. And I'm like, let me do less. <laughs> I know. It's just like, I don't have the drive for a lot of things. It's like, why put on makeup? Who's going to see me? I know. Why buy new clothes? I've been on this like weight loss journey for a long time. And I have like been like everywhere. Like I've been everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, seriously though. Like. There have been some good weeks. There have been some bad weeks. That's how long we've been in quarantine that I've been like, ooh, look at this. Oh, look at this. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> someone calls someone. There was literally, <laughs> and I think it's just what I'm eating too, but there was like one week I got on the scale and I had gained like five pounds and I'm like, what just happened? Because like, you know me. And then I got on the scale like two days later and three of them were gone. So maybe I just ate something very salty. But yeah. like, it's truly been a roller coaster that I just would like to get off now. Like, I <laughs> enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy a good ride. I love Six Flags, but like, I'm getting nauseous now and I would it's like to get off. It's too much. <laughs> Anyways, all this to say, keep your egos in check. And I'm really happy that you rode this roller coaster with us, figuring out your ego and. 
hopefully we all learned something, right? Right. Welcome back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. back. We should have really sang that in the beginning, but it's okay. Well, we're happy to be back and, you know, we're just getting back into the groove of things. So like give us a couple of weeks because I'm like mentally stunted right now. I know. I've only spoken to a nine, five and 10 month old. I've only spoken to a dog. So I win. (laughs) Anyways, thank you so much for getting a little bit closer. Gina Marie Rose. XO. On TikTok and on Instagram, <laughs> follow. You will like it. Her content is fire. Drop the all those fire emojis, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I can't. Oh, and we have our joint Instagram, a little bit closer podcast. You can follow that on Instagram. And yeah. Carolina did what? If you want to see how... Oh, she has a new Instagram handle. I know, because I had hello underscore Carolina, but well, I felt like that was like not like, you know... It didn't speak to your soul? It was just... I know. mean, that's fine. I'm not judging. I got things to do. So Carolina did what? It just sounded better, you know? Yeah. It was more on brand. Anyway, we love you. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.